Got a bottle of rye in my pocket. Welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. Every week we hover in the shadows down the dark alleys of the financial markets to bring you all the investing clues you need. That's right, gang. This week another case has spiraled out of control. The big mystery on Wall Street has been whether the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates at its June meeting. We've been sifting through the clues for weeks, and we've looked through the minutes of the last meeting. We've picked apart speeches from Fed members. We've dissected the most obscure economic measures. And, well, we finally got the smoking gun this week, and it looks like the answer is a big, fat, resounding... Hell no! Well, but like any good Raymond Chandler story, one good mystery leads to another. And we're pretty sure that the Fed is going to hold off on any rate hikes, but there's a new question on Wall Street. Is the economy headed for a big sleep? Welcome to the Who Killed the Chauffeur episode of Offbeat Wall Street. He hopes you didn't involve yourself too deeply. You tell him it was no fault of yours? <laughs> no. He asked me to give you a check. I don't need any money yet. He considers the case closed. Oh? It is, isn't it? All right, the government released a shockingly bad jobs report Friday. This was disheartening for a large number of investors, but it did give a certain part of the market a perverse pleasure, you could say. The fact that the economy may be tanking probably took a rate hike off the table for now. Let's uh, dig a little deeper into that report. The Labor Department revealed that the economy added just 38,000 jobs in May, and that was the slowest rate of new job growth in over five years. Economists were expecting a result of about 150. And uh, that estimate was below what's considered to be a strong number. Meanwhile, previous job gains were reduced. The figures for March and April were cut by a collective 59,000 jobs. There were some signs, though, that the report was not as bad as it first seemed. First off, the results included the effect of the recent strike at Verizon, which pushed down the job numbers. Secondly, the unemployment rate came in well below expectations. The jobless rate came in at 4.7%, and that was down from 5% in April and below the 4.9% level that economists had expected. However, this may be seen as bad news in the longer run. The figure fell as the labor force plunged. This means that the rate was down not due to higher employment, but because a lot of people stopped looking for jobs. But now let's take a look at some of the other big stories of the week. Well, it looks like the U.S. isn't the only country that got some sobering economic news this week. China also saw weak data, with that country's manufacturing sector unable to pick up any steam. New data showed that the Chinese factory sector contracted again in May. That result was expected, but it still represented a problematic situation for what had once been one of the most dynamic parts of the global economy. A renewed fall in the output and new orders contributed to that decline, and that's amid job cuts by firms to increase efficiency. Back here in the good old U.S. of A., our manufacturing sector showed improved growth. The latest reading from the Institute for Supply Management said that its purchasing managers index showed faster growth in the nation's factories. That was a pleasant surprise to economists who had been looking for a slowdown or even possibly a dip into outright contraction. Meanwhile, personal spending in the U.S. rose more than economists had predicted. That figure was up 1% for April. Income rose as well, but at a little slower pace. That income was up four-tenths of a percent for the month, and that matched what economists were looking for. Now time for some quick hits. 
All right, starting off, well, they changed the way that you surf the Internet, and now uh, search giant Google is looking to change the way you drive the cars. Of course, uh, everybody knows that Google has these self-driving cars that are out and about, mostly on the roads of California. Yeah, they do everything. They drive to the store for you. They turn on the turn signals. They can do just about everything. And now they're learning a new skill, how to honk the horn. And hey, you know how that is when somebody cuts you off and you just don't feel like reaching for that horn. Yep, new technology by Google will supposedly give the car the ability to know when to honk and how loudly it'll honk. Google also is looking to develop a way for the cars to predict how people will respond once the horn is honked. Well, hey, you don't need fancy technology for that. It sounds kind of like this. And uh, in related news, it looks like Google is also working on robotic hand gestures. Okay, and the next thing. Uh, You know how your mom always told you to save all your pennies? Well, uh, that advice came into play for a guy from Texas who decided to pay for a $212 parking ticket entirely in pennies. Uh, 22,000 of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, He was going 39 miles an hour in a 30-mile zone and uh, got a ticket for $212. So in the spirit of protest, he went down to the Frisco, Texas Municipal Court and dropped off all those pennies, which took the office, by the way, three hours and two coin cashing machines to count. My two cents? Follow the speed limit. Just saying. All right, those are your quick hits. Uh, Let's uh, pick ourselves up off the floor, dust off, and see what else we got going on here. Well, we still got a week to go until the next Fed meeting. That starts on June 14th with the decision on interest rates set to be announced the following day. Well, that would be the 15th, of course. The jobs report has changed the complexion for the rate meeting. As recently as the beginning of last week, indications were that there was probably more than a 25% chance that the Fed would announce a rate hike on June 15th. That put a lot of uncertainty into the result of the meeting. However, the new jobs report changed all of that. Now the markets are indicating just a 4% chance that the Fed will raise rates this month. Now this moves the focus from the rate decision to the Fed's view of the economy. Does the Fed think the economy is headed for recession? And now when are rate hikes likely? It's a case for Philip Marlowe, or whoever. What's your name? Riley, Doghouse Riley. Uh, that's a funny kind of name. Thanks, sir. Uh, what are you? A prize fighter? No, I'm a shamus. That's a shamus. It's a private detective. You're making fun of me. Uh-huh. All right, Fed Chair Janet Yellen's going to be in focus early this week. The top U.S. policymaker is set to appear at the World Affairs Council in Philly this week. Most Fed meetings are fairly straightforward. The central bank does a good job of letting the markets know ahead of time what it's planning to do. While a rate hike is likely off the table this month, rate hikes will still seem likely in the coming months. And the jobs report has only intensified the debate, though, about when they are going to happen. Yellen could use her appearance in Philly to give some additional clues as to what she has in mind. She could either comment directly on the jobs report or make more general comments about the economy. Or she could choose to punt and not say anything of consequence at all. Otherwise, next week is pretty clear in terms of economic news. A report on productivity is due out Tuesday, but that's a quarterly report, though. And this week's data is just an update of the first quarter stats that were released last month. It isn't likely to change the interest rate outlook or the general economic outlook. On Thursday, some closely watched info on consumer sentiment is due out. The University of Michigan releases its Survey of Consumer Attitudes. Now, the report itself isn't likely to move the needle that much, but it does offer a handy look at the mind of shoppers. Next week promises to be pretty dead on the corporate news side as well. There's only a handful of earnings reports set to be announced, and none of those releases look to be all that market moving. Some of the companies that will report, though, include J.M. Smucker, Lululemon, and Verifone. 
Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Offbeat Wall Street. Thanks, everybody. And if, if you like the show, go to iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, why don't you go ahead and rate and review the show? Good ratings help other people discover us. So it's very helpful that you do that. Also, let all of your friends know. Also, be sure to check out our brand new website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Uh, we're still in the process of ramping it up, though, but it's uh, looking a little bit better. It's a little bit tidier. Uh, we still got the drop cloths on all over the furniture and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, just like everything else in life, it's a work. Work in progress. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Offbeat Wall Street. That's street like ST, like you see on the street sign. And also a big shout out to our good friends at RTT News. They provide a lot of the news and stats that we use in the show. So if you want up to date info on the markets or you want some other great information that uh, you can show to your friends and pretend like you're really smart, just go to RTTnews.com. Why not go there, check them out right now? And hey, as we say goodbye, remember that the mysteries of Wall Street can get you down, but it's important to take. Take time for distractions. No, it just happens. I got a bottle of pretty good rye in my pocket. I'd a lot rather get wet in here. Well. Looks like we're closed for the rest of the afternoon. Have a great week, everybody.